This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on your official home of the Flames. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. One of those days. It's been a busy one. The news broke early this Monday morning. Flames and GM Branch are living mutually agreeing to part ways. After nine seasons as the Flames GM, we'll head into a summer with Don Maloney as the team's interim GM and newly minted president of hockey operations. On hour one of the program, you heard directly from Don Maloney and CSEC president and CEO John Bean discussing the departure of Brad Living, next steps for the organization. And we now enter a period of change once again the Calgary Flames, it looks like it's going to be just as interesting in offseason as it was on the ice, now off the ice for the Calgary Flames. And who's going to be the next GM of this team? I have no idea. What happens for the coaching staff? We have no idea. All we know as of today is that the coaches will be part of the review process that Don Maloney will undertake for uh, the Flames. He mentioned it during that press conference. It's players, it's coaches, it's management, and it's scouting. No aspect of the uh, organization going to be missed here by Don Maloney as this process goes on. And today, now, just the first step. We knew this news was going to come sooner than later. Brad Living did not have a contract for next season. The days and months ahead are very important. While the Flames are not in the playoffs, their off-season work begins right now. They have to get work going on UFAs, RFAs, draft strategy, potential UFA next year extensions that we've talked so much about. Have you heard the name Backland and Lindholm over the last couple of days? Yep. Foley's in there. Hannafin's in there. There's a lot to do with this team, and... A lot of it's going to come from the general manager's office. That decision needed to be made. It uh, sounds as though as soon as last Wednesday, Brad Treliving had expressed to Don Maloney that he wasn't going to be back. So today the official handing back of the keys, if you will, from Brad Treliving. But this was a decision he's clearly been struggling with and went back and forth on, and you know what? Don Maloney, the guy now to take over things for this Flames organization. Not to be lost in all of this. Yes, a new GM is coming. Yes, reviews for the coaching staff need to happen, and there could be more change, but there was change today in bringing back a president of hockey ops for the Calgary Flames, a role that many of you will remember Brian Burke once had. That sort of in-between figure 
between management and ownership that Brian Burke has always been very excellent at. Now that role falls to Don Maloney. Had great insight with Pat Steinberg, an exclusive one-on-one here on Sportsnet 960 that you'll hear throughout the afternoon. And yeah, for a team that drastically underperformed in the regular season, it'll be up to Don Maloney to figure out why that is, who the right guy is to come in and change that and lead this group going forward because, as he said, it's a very frustrating day for the Calgary Flames. Not only to have this news that, that Brad Treliving is leaving the organization, but also that the Stanley Cup playoffs kick off tonight. Four games tonight, four games tomorrow, and the Flames will not be there. And by all accounts, despite everything we talked about this year, Jacob Markstrom and the injuries on defense and the new guys underperforming and some of the coaching remarks and all of it. And there's a list and we will make the list and we'll go through it all summer long. Despite the list, they finished just points behind the Winnipeg Jets. Two games could have gone differently for the Calgary Flames. Maybe two games against Chicago. If you want to simplify it that much, maybe that makes all the difference And this team somehow still could have been in the playoffs. But they aren't. And now big contract extensions kick in. Vladar, Huberto, Uyghur will all be making more money than they were this season. And you're expected to somehow get better with less money to do that. How that happens, I don't know. You also appear to have two guys down the middle that clearly aren't happy with the situation in Michael Backlund and Elias Lindholm. As Eric Francis pointed out a few times, and good on him for pointing it out during the Eric Francis show this Monday, which you can hear wherever you get your podcasts. You know, Elias and Michael didn't give the standard PR response of, oh yeah, I love it in Calgary. It's great. We'll look at it, see what happens. Love to be here. It was pretty clear and concise that these guys have thought a lot about what the future might look like on a different team and what their options might be in a year. And if that's the case, if that's the the actual sentiment coming from those guys to management, as we've talked about, those are things that may have to be addressed this offseason as well. So the job today that a GM picks up for the Calgary Flames is is no doubt um, an interesting one. I won't say it's a difficult one because I think there are good pieces here, and I think you're in a an organization that will spend to the cap, and that's always um, that's not something that's guaranteed in other markets. But for now, the the list of to do list is is long and uh, full of important decisions. It's not as if this offseason is is just a small one. It might not be the longest list when it comes to the UFAs and RFAs. Didn't even throw in the Oliver Shillington situation there. Throw that in there too. And uh, you've got uh, a position that holds a lot of importance for this organization going forward. Uh, We'll head down the Atlas Peace and Sports Bar guest hotline right now. Uh, say hello to our regular here on Sportsnet today. Uh, apologize to him. We've had so much going on today with press conferences and interviews. We've had to juggle our lineup a bit, but now 
Uh, very happy to welcome in Pete Labardius, the color voice of the Calgary Flames here on Sportsnet 960, who is brought to us every single day by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. They know your home renovation should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. They're now offering air miles, reward miles. Visit them at thegeminigroup.ca. Good afternoon, Lou. How are you? I am uh, doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting day for sure. And uh, it all started with the news uh, this morning that Brad Living and the organization have mutually agreed to uh, part ways. Uh, I guess, Lou, take us back to this morning when you heard that decision and the news conference coming down that, that Brad wasn't going to be back. Well, as we chatted about last Thursday and Friday, I wasn't surprised at all. I would have been more surprised had Brad opted to stay on, all things considered. I, I just I didn't see it necessarily working. I think he needed a break. Um, I probably don't need to go into all of it, Logan. I just... I didn't see great personal synergy necessarily between himself and and Daryl and maybe even ownership, despite the fact that there is no doubt in my mind, having met a couple of times with both John Bean and Brad together on some other things, that I do think they were very, very aligned in a lot of different ways. But my guess is that you know, when you think about last season and the off season, and then how things were followed up this year, I don't think it's been a very fun time um, for Brad. And my guess is, although I haven't had a chance yet, I will at some point to call him and tell him how much I appreciate him and respect him because there's very few people that I could honestly say you know, I, I've really enjoyed learning from him. And um, I've always felt, even though we don't have a real close relationship, that there's a lot of values that he holds true that I buy into greatly. So I feel bad for him. I'm going to be very sorry not to have him around to deal with. Um, but I get it. I get it. Because when you pour your heart and soul in, and that came from John today that came from his mentor. Imagine that Logan, his mentor is now in Don Maloney, one of his closest friends. That's why you saw tears in Don's eyes today. Mm -hmm. Now you have to go forward. That's, I don't know if anybody can quite understand the ramifications of that, but Don knows that for Brad, it was probably time. And time to, you know, get a bit of a break, reassess, and dig himself back in to something that he completely believes in so he can be at his best. And I don't think he was in that position, especially all season long. Speaking of Don Maloney, Lou, he is the former GM of the Arizona Coyotes, where Brad was an assistant GM under him after his time in Arizona came to an end. Um, you mentioned, obviously, Brad reached out and brought Don into the Flames organization. Give me your thoughts on Don Maloney entering the interim GM and being the guy to lead the search for this Calgary Flames team. And on top of that, bringing back the Calgary Flames role as president of hockey operations. Well, I think it's it's critical, and I think it says a lot about, 
you know, the whole process from the top down. Because what I heard from John Bean today and then what I heard subsequently from Don Maloney is, Logan, how many times have we talked about you need to start coming up with answers about why it didn't work? And then once you have those, because you can't get that stuff back, how do you go forward and do better next year with a lot of, I'm going to guess, similar players? Some will be different. But I've said the whole time, how, how do you get from ownership through the coaching staff, how do you become more aligned as a group? Philosophically, how you see players. And I think to have somebody like Don in that role with all of his experience, I, I think it's fantastic. And, and I think in many ways, even everybody has to, Everybody has to have an association that they believe in. Because at a certain point in time, everybody gets to have a win in these big decisions. So, you know, you can take it how you want in terms of who's aligned and who isn't. And I have some pretty strong opinions, but today's not the day for that. But it really is what it's all about. So I think Don has great experience. He has great contacts. He knows everything there is to know about being a GM, potentially picking a GM. And the thing I like about Don is this great similarity between Don and Brad. Because Don helped build Brad in how they deal with people, their professionalism. And it's really important to me because I can only imagine what that tax line has done today, Logan, I can only imagine. And there's going to be, there's some work to do here. So Don gets to roll up his sleeves. He's going to assess every single part. And what's most important is ownership. John Bean, Don Maloney, the next general manager, and Daryl Sutter certainly if Daryl is going to stay, and I don't see any situation for the next two years that he isn't, that everybody goes through the process together and finds themselves more aligned than they have been. I've said it a lot. It was broken, and it is broken. And today we know it's broken for sure. So that's what's really important. I, I think Don will make a really, really good choice um, I think his experience, his people skills, who he is, his contacts in hockey, I think are really, really important. So uh, I can't even almost imagine what's going on inside him today. Uh, Lou, what about the gentleman beside him at the press conference today, John Bean, uh, president and CEO of the Flames, obviously the you know, closest liaison to ownership that we get in this city. And, um, you know, a lot of what we hear from him is what we hear from is, is what we're getting from management is as close to as we're going to get. Uh, and it's always interesting to hear John talk and he doesn't speak very often, but when he does, I think it's uh, very important for flames fans and others to observe and listen, because I think, like I said, that's as close to ownership as you, as you get when it comes to feelings and thought processes and how things go. Anything from, from John stick out to you today during the press conference? Well, John is an incredibly successful and intelligent person. You know, he, he ran an oil company and 
Um, I've known John for a long time. We are not what I would call friends, but we have a lot of mutual respect for one another and what we both do. And so even with everything that happened today, John has a job to do. And I don't think there's any doubt, at least in my mind, from what I've even witnessed with my own two eyes, I think, I think John and Brad had a really good relationship. But when you're the president of the sports corporation and someone says that it's not working, I have to move on, then so does John. John, like I said, John's a really smart man. I, I think it says a lot about even Brad, about John entrusting Don to move forward because of their synergy and their friendship. I think it says a lot about the kind of person that John values in terms of getting to the bottom and finding some answers and the deep dive. Because those kind of things to people like John are really important. So it's one thing for it to go wrong, but it's another thing for how you're going to proceed. So to see Don there, um, while I'm heartbroken to see Brad gone, that actually brings an element to it that I think is is really, really important. Uh, interesting. I know Pat asked during the press conference and a couple people were, were curious about the assistant GMs in the organization right now, including uh, Craig Conroy, obviously Chris Snow, part of that organization uh, as well, and Brad Pascal. Uh, Don Maloney did say that uh, all of them candidates and should be considered for the GM job. And uh, a lot of people, and I think rightfully so, Lou, bringing Craig Conroy's name up when it comes to that open GM spot now in Calgary. Well, again, they're going to do their due diligence. I think what I don't have a good feel for is how aligned Don and Craig might be on how they see things. But in many ways, Logan, especially over the next couple of years, what I think is really, really important, again, goes back to the start of this conversation and alignment. So Craig has put in his time. I don't even know if Craig's going to want the job. Uh, obviously with the news uh, of Don Maloney taking over as the president of hockey ops and your interim general manager for the Calgary flames. And uh, as we were talking about there, Craig Conroy, uh, a name that's been brought up a lot in these parts as a guy that's, you know, probably on the precipice of a GM's job somewhere in the NHL, uh, as we talked about a bit before we got Lou on, uh, for the little bit that we got there today. I think Craig makes all the sense in the world for, for, as a GM. I, I just don't know if this is the situation because I don't know. I don't know what this situation needs. I, I really don't. This is a tough one in Calgary. Do you want, can you bring in a younger, newer GM because you have a guy like Don Maloney? in the president of hockey ops role that can, you know, try some new things, be innovative, as he said, or do you need somebody who's a little bit more senior because of the coaching staff and because of all of what goes along with, you know, a veteran roster and contracts that are already signed in a cap that's mostly paid up for, for next year. It's a tough spot. And I think it's one that Don Maloney is going to have to process in a lot of different ways. I think candidates will, Look, there's only 32 of these jobs. There's going to be a lot of interested candidates when it comes to this job for the Calgary Flames. It's also an ownership group that, whether you're happy with them today or not, 
Um, it is a selling point to any potential GM that they are willing to spend every dollar of the salary cap every single year. There have been buyouts. There's been firings. Sometimes the organization spends more uh, than their fair share uh, at the salary cap. So you can't ever take that away from them. That's 100%. I know that's not the be-all, end-all for, for many in this organization and how management and ownership handles it. But if you're a potential GM candidate out there looking at why Calgary makes a lot of sense, I think that's a, a really good selling feature for them and one that I think will no doubt come into play over the next couple of weeks here. I, the timeline is, is interesting to me um, because they do have an internal candidate like Don Maloney. I uh, Not an internal candidate, an internal presence i'll say taking over that spot who already has a good grip on the team and what's going on maybe they don't feel they need to to jump somebody in in the next couple of weeks and have them handle the scouting meetings and all that don's done that for plenty of years he did it with arizona he's been in all the player exit meetings this year like he said and he can kind of just do his review process and handle the next couple of weeks you don't want to rush this decision this is a very important one. Brad Living was the general manager of this team for nine seasons. Look at all the players that have come and gone that were youngsters at one point that are now veterans in this league over that tenure. You want the next GM to be the guy that sees you through a very important time in this franchise. It's hopefully a time that over the next couple of years includes moving into a new building and starting that direction in that era of Calgary Flames hockey up. It's, I can't, really can't tell you how important I think this GM hiring is for the Calgary Flames. I think it is absolutely 100% crucial for them to get this decision right. And I think you've got a great person to do it in Don Maloney because of the experience that he has. Like Lou mentioned, the contact list that you would have over the years being a GM like Don Maloney was. And look, being able to, to rely on other people in certain circumstances and say, hey, uh, you know, tell me about your assistant GM here in Detroit or wherever. And I've, I've heard good things. Can you tell me more? Right. Those relationships are so, so invaluable in the NHL these days, especially when it comes to looking to hire out a GM that I, I think it's incredibly important for this group going forward, and it's going to be something that this team uses to their full advantage and will continue to use going forward. Uh, we will take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side. Uh, we do have Stanley Cup playoff action tonight. We haven't had a chance to get to the matchups tonight because uh, we've been a little busy here, but we'll close out the program quickly and uh, give you an eye on what's happening tonight and across the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's next here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on the home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, closing out the segment with a quick look at the out-of-town scoreboard tonight here on Sportsnet Today. It's Logan Gordon along with you. Cam, Taylor, and Alex all in the building this afternoon making sure that you've got all the content you need, when you need it, podcasts, social media feeds, all handled by uh, the outstanding trio over here. So thank you to you three for working your butts off this afternoon on a busy day for the Calgary Flames. You know the news. You've heard it by now. 
Brad Trilliving and the Calgary Flames mutually parting ways. Don Maloney, your new interim GM and president of hockey operations, and he will begin the search immediately for the next man to be the, or woman to be the next GM of the Calgary Flames. And no timeline on that uh, process for him. He will begin a full review of the team from players to coaches, management, scouting staff. And uh, when the time is right, when the candidate is right, we'll find out who will succeed Brad Treliving as the GM of the Calgary Flames. Uh, one of the reasons today's press conference was so uh, difficult for the Flames is because it's also the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs tonight where the Flames would like to be, instead of from the outside looking in and dealing with the GM search, they'd like to be one of the eight teams in action tonight. And the playoffs get going. We've been so busy with Flames news, locker cleanout stuff. We haven't even really had a chance to dive into this. So while we're here, we'll make this a bigger deal on Tuesday's edition of the show with the uh, series that haven't started. But we're a little pressed for time today. So we're going to do this a little bit quicker than usual. Uh, I do want to get our Sportsnet Today crew, and since Alex is here, he's going to do it with us as well, uh, series predictions for the NHL playoffs. Just a fun little thing for us to keep up with as these series go on. We'll do the four today, uh, four series that start today, and then the four that go tomorrow. And we'll get more into reasoning, and we can debate it a little bit more tomorrow when we have more time. But today, uh, we'll go through it a little bit quicker so we can get out of here for the guys on Flames Talk coming up at three. Uh, Cam Taylor, you good for that? Ready to go, buddy. Taylor's hard at work. I'm sorry. I'm doing 20 other things. Well, you're going to be doing this too, okay? I need to know no. what I'm doing. I just told you what we're doing. Logan, playoff predictions right here. Are not Series in. predictions I right am now. You're doing it now. To edit. I just told you what we're doing. Thank you. Okay, we're in on it. Brody, you're here. You're doing this too. Don't care if you did it in the morning show. We're doing it now. Got yeah, it? I'm in. Get it? Got it? Good. Okay, first one up. Five o'clock tonight, Hurricanes and Islanders. What we can tell you about tonight, Anti Ranta will get the start in goal for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, they've been dealing with some goaltending injuries. They've run a three-headed monster at some points this year. Uh, but Rod Brindamore confirms Anti Ranta, your starting goaltender. Five o'clock on Sportsnet 360, Islanders and Hurricanes. Best of seven series. Who wins out? Cam. I got to go Carolina. Cam goes Carolina. Carolina in five is my prediction. Okay, then Carolina in five. We'll get specific. Uh, Alex. I am going to disagree. I actually think the Islanders, uh, simply just Ooh. because they have better goaltending, in my opinion. Hmm. How many games? Uh, let's go. I think it'd be a seven-game series, honestly. Seven-game series. I like that. Uh, Taylor. This is the one time that I have to agree with Cam on something. I'm going Canes Ooh. in That's right. six. I can see six as well. Six. Okay, I like that. Um, I'm actually with Alex on this, which pains me a lot because of our constant rivalry. Um, but I'm going to go with the Islanders as well. Hey. I'm going Islanders in six. No Svechnikov scares me for Carolina. And as Alex said, uh, I do prefer the goaltending on a New York Islanders but side of things. But the thing is, in the 2020 bubble playoffs, Svechnikov was also injured and was gone for most of it. And they, I think it was, they were playing Boston where they took him pretty far. I do. I do think he's a more important part of the team now than, than he was in that, 
in that series. I think he's they're still they're a mix of parts there in Carolina. I I do think they can survive without him, but I do think it's just a big loss for them heading into this one. Uh, Five thirty. This team barely made it into the postseason, but they're here. It's the Florida Panthers, last year's President's Trophy winners, going up against this year's President's Trophy winners in the Boston Bruins. 63 or 64 wins. It was absolutely ridiculous for them. And now uh, a playoff series against the Panthers. Alex, Panthers, Bruins, where are you going? Oh, you got to go. You got to go Bruins here. Um, I feel like I don't need to explain myself. It's pretty clear they are the heavy favorite. And I, I think they have a good shot of breaking that President's Trophy curse. How many games? Uh, I'll go five. I'll give the Panthers one. Uh, Cam, Bruins, Panthers. How can you say it's not the Bruins? And in four. A sweep. Uh, I am going Bruins in five. Maybe Taylor, give Matthew you, Kachuk to carry one Will game. you disagree? I, I'm not going to disagree. How many games? I'm going to go five. Five. Uh, all of us taking the Bruins, so do with that information what you will. Uh, that one across the Sportsnet Television Network and CBC at 5.30. Wild and stars. These aren't your stars from last year, people. Uh, Jake Ottinger's got himself some goal-scoring help, and all of a sudden the Dallas Stars are looking like world beaters with Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan looking healthy to go along with one of the NHL's young superstars in Jason Robertson. Alex, wild stars. You are going where? Yeah, I can't. I think you laid it all out there. These stars are, they're healthy and they have much better goaltending, despite, you know, like Kudobin carrying them back a few years ago. I think mm-hmm. Jake Ottinger's even better. This team is legit. If if Ottinger, Ottinger gets injured, though, it's, it's game over. So I got to take Dallas in six. Uh, Kim. I completely agree with this sentiment. Dallas in six. Jason Robertson is going to be a superstar if he's not already. Ottinger's up there. Like, Minnesota's going to try and lock him down and play that slow game, but I think Dallas is just too quick. Tay? I'm going Dallas as well. I think that, you know, you have Sagan and Ben who are now in roles that are actually benefiting them. They have Wedgwood as a backup who is so great, but you have Ottinger who is just, you know, he's just an anomaly at this point. I don't, I think he was created in a lab. Um, and you also have Jason Robertson, who's just kind of taking the league by storm and just kind of doing everything. So Dallas in six. Uh, I'm going to take Dallas in five. I like Minnesota, but uh, outside of Kirill Kaprizov, I, they just don't do much for me offensively. I think they're going to have a hard time scoring in this series. That one on Sportsnet 360 at 730. And just before we get out there, the only Canadian team in action tonight up the road in Edmonton, round one. Rematch from last year. The Kings took them till seven games last season without Drew Doughty. Uh, it's a different goaltending matchup this year. Corpusallo gets the start in goal. Uh, Taylor, we'll start with you on this one. Kings, Oilers, where are you going? This one's hard for me. This is so hard. As an Edmonton kid, I want to say the Oilers, but... I have to go with the Kings just because they have such better goaltending and a lot more depth, better defense, 
and they're just kind of more of a well-rounded team over the Oilers. LA, how many games? Seven. Seven. Alex. Yeah, this is this is a yucky one to predict because I, I think like I, I almost sleep on Anze Kopitar, but he is still an incredible center in this league. He's still a fantastic player. And the Kings have the experience, even even, you know, I guess Corpusalo doesn't have that much playoff experience. But I oh, this is so difficult. I'm gonna go with the Oilers, though. They've got the offensive production. I don't think this goaltending is gonna matter as much in this one as many of the other series. I'll take the Oilers in, you know what? I'll take seven games, same as last year. Cam. I I've bet against Connor McDavid one too many times in my life. How many times have you bet against Connor McDavid? Every time he's come to the city, I say he's not gonna go off. We'll hold him down. And then he buries it every time. I have Oilers in five. I think there's just no way you you stop Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Oilers in five. Uh, Oilers in five. Yeah. I have the Oilers in seven. Um, I like the Kings as a chance to shut them down. Uh, the they've got Deneau and Kopitar, but too many options for the Oilers with New hitting 100 points. It's going to be a difficult. Should be a great series though. Eight o'clock puck drop across Sportsnet and CBC. We got to get out of here. Early edition of Flamestock with Pat and Vickers is next. We're back tomorrow here on Sportsnet 960. The Fan.